Hello, dear listeners. My name is Leo, and I'm the host of the Universe podcast. This podcast is created by the members of the Vienna University Creative Writing Society, Universe. We're going to talk to our members about writing, have readings of their work, and discuss their pieces. I hope you enjoy this pilot episode and join us on our journey through creative writing. Hello and welcome to this first episode of the Universe podcast. I'm your host, Leo, here with my co-host... Charlotte, hello. And our first guest, Ellie. Hello. Hello, Ellie. Would you like to introduce yourself? Yes, so as you just heard, my name is Ellie, but my full name is Elif Nas Kabalji, and I'm a Turkish student who's studying in uh, Vienna for around three years now um, in the English department. So, Ellie... What kind of work do you usually write? Do you write prose or poetry or is there anything that you write in between? Um, I usually write prose p- fiction, but um, recently I've um, been writing a lot of poetry, which I plan on continuing, but I can still say that I'm a prose person. Um, so I will probably generally write um, fiction, prose fiction. Okay, cool. And what would you say inspires you most? Um, I can say that the main thing that inspires me is music, which gives me feelings so that I usually get a feeling first and then come up with a story that would uh, evoke that feeling um, or a situation that would evoke that feeling. Maybe that's a way of dealing with feelings. But um, yeah, I think what inspires me the most would be feelings that are drawn from music mainly. Okay, yeah, I can relate to that. I have the same And I wanted to ask you, do you have any major influences? Is there any like specific author or writer that you could point us to? Um, there aren't major influences or there isn't one person that um, influences me a lot. But I really like the poetry from Charles Bukowski. And I can also say that um, inspired by Daniel Handler, a.k.a. Lemony Snicket, the way he narrates and the way he plays with the boundaries of uh, different genres. So those two could be um, inspiration for me, but um, I couldn't say a major influence on what I come up with or what I write. I'm not really familiar with Charles Bukowski. Was it, what is it that you like about him? Um, well, it's, I don't really know how you can explain that, but um, you can, I guess, feel through his words. And I like his stand for life that it's kind of dark, but in a way he still has hope and still has expectations or still doesn't give up and still stays strong but also talks about um, the struggle and he does it in a way that um, actually makes you feel and that actually helps you get through things that maybe all of us are experiencing or stages of life that we are all going through. But yeah, I guess it's, it's something that is just there for you. And I know that in some parts of my life, those were the major, those poems were the major things that got me through the day sometimes so um yeah that that is i guess what i like about bukowski the most yeah i can i can relate to that kind of function of poetry of getting you through the day and now you've talked about literature that you read that inspired you and i would also be interested in knowing if you would say that other things in life inspire you like dreams or real-life events, or just 
conversations with people or something like that? Um, there are major life events that actually influence me on what I write, but um, there are certain feelings, as I already talked about it, or certain maybe sometimes dreams, but um, I guess Im Im imagination and dreams are the main influences on um, what I write. Um, and I guess, as I also like talked about it before, resolving those feelings or confronting them with um, poetry or fiction um, is, I guess, what drives me to write. So those would be the main um, reasons that, that push me to, to writing. Cool. And would you say you have really weird dreams sometimes? Yes. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> I guess um, I'm very into sci-fi and fantasy genres and I usually, I mean, my fiction is uh, usually in those genres and I do get dreams on a lot of apocalyptic dreams because <laughs> I write about it as well. Um, I guess my unconscious or subconscious mind is swarmed with um apocalyptic elements or I do also get like really strange like kind of like story telling dreams I guess and sometimes I even I think I had a story where I um it started out as a dream just like a scene from a dream and then I evaluated on that um and that kind of inspired me to come up with a story once cool yeah I have a big question now a very big question Do you think that writing or your writing in, in particular can change the world? Um, I actually write for myself and I think that I will continue on writing primarily for myself. But of, of course, I would love them, like my works to be published in, in somewhere. Um, and I want it also to influence people maybe. But I think that writing is very powerful tool to um, influence people and, I mean, change the world. And, I mean, it's the, it's the easiest thing to get to people and create this togetherness, create this communication within people that don't really know each other. And, yeah, I do, even though they're not my main reasons to write or main motives to write, I could say that, for example, in the story that I'm writing now, uh, which I hopefully turn into a novel, um, I'm talking about this processed food, for example, how it could lead the world to a chaos or how it could affect our health in a way that it, to a point that there is no return. And I guess people could take um, ideas from that to or become more aware of what kind of an influence um, processed food have in our health or for our overall well-being. So also the plot inc includes this uh, twist where people kind of lose the their critical thinking and how authorities actually want you to lose that part of you, part of you that thinks, part of you that questions, and how it is too easy to control people that don't think. And that is pointing out to a direction that we should not go. And I think that people could be um, more aware of how important is being critical in life and what is happening around you and what is happening around the world. I'm also very conscious about creating powerful female characters and especially the genre that I'm writing in, uh, which is sci-fi and fantasy. I always get the feeling that you have this kind of stereotype of 
boys or young boys being adventurous and going to, I don't know, finding other dimensions and, and having adventures within like different like worlds and universes and all that. And then you have this, you don't really have a lot of female characters in that. You usually have the stereotype of them maybe sitting at home, not being interested in the adventure outside or sitting in their rooms gossiping or painting nails, which is totally fine, unless that, that those things are attributed to the female character. And that's why I guess I, I'm consciously planning uh, my stories in a direction that goes with, like, including those um, main female characters that are kind of deconstructing those kind of thinking, those kind of um, stereotypes. So I think that it's it's a great way to to influence people and change the way that they think or their perspective. Yeah, I think that's a good thing to do because we can never write completely without ideology and so you might as well try to put something good in there without like inadvertently maybe perpetuating shitty stuff that you wouldn't notice otherwise. Alright, moving on to our first reading of our first author in this pilot episode. We have Ellie here with us who's going to read one of our poems. The poem is called Storms. Storms. My head is a haunted place, filled with moans of filthy ghosts and the sorrow of past memories. It's a dangerous place for a little girl to wander. Storms of the constant worries thunder. It's not a place for the weak, nor it's a place with peace. By the roar of the waves of shadow, she longs to get washed further and further away. As it is always the case with poetry, I have so many questions. <laughs> Let's start with the first one. I was wondering uh, whether the little girl is uh, kind of a reference to herself, to the speaker's self at the present age or to a former self back in the past to what they used to uh, live through? Um, that actually refers to my present self, but little girl kind of represents that um, you're small in your big problems. And also when you're small, like there's more possibility to be lost and to be kind of not knowing where to go. And um, in that context, it's more like you're being lost um, in the or you are lost in the in some corner of your mind, uh, some dark corner of your mind and to me it represents vulnerability to not be able to be this strong adult that you are and this like staying strong and you're in your head and in that moment you're vulnerable to your own fears to your own um, dark side I guess so yeah it refers to my present age I guess Okay, it seems a lot like being an adult generally. You're you're supposed to be an adult, but in reality, it's just uh, I have no idea what I'm doing here. Yeah. <laughs> and this is too much. You can be that, but outside, you always have to stay strong and be the functioning adult that you are. But in your head, you're actually just someone who's still in the process of um, getting used to the world that you're in and still learning about life. So I guess that's the representation of that. In your poem, you talk a lot about memories. And I was wondering if that dangerous place to wander that you mentioned in the poem refers to a place of past memories that you cannot get out of your head, very much unlike something like the Pensieve in Harry Potter, where you can just put 
thoughts that you want to get rid of? Um, well, you can say that, but also I, I can say that it's a mixture of what I fear now, my concerns, everything um, that is kind of a collection of negative feelings in general um, that, of course, includes past memories. But um, as I said, also just dark feelings that you get, this empty feeling once in a while, maybe you don't even know why, or um, just like concerns and um, fears and all of that be coming together and creating that kind of like explosion, that storm kind of. So, yeah. You talk about being washed away. And I was wondering, is this a kind of voluntary form of being washed away? Does the speaker want to be washed away? Or uh, does the speaker want to remain on the shores? Um, yeah, she longs to get washed away in a sense that away from that shore of this crazy storm, this dark feelings. And basically she doesn't want to fight the waves anymore. She's tired. She doesn't want to struggle anymore, so try to survive in that. But she just wants to let go into the waves and be carried away effortlessly. And, um... Yeah, I guess it's in a way she wants to let go and give in to the waves and just be like carried away from that. Carried away from that and not carried away deeper into the feeling, right? Yeah, away from that. It's a really good interpretation as well because waves come and go. And um, I think that that's not what I intended, but this could be kind of something that follows what happens after she carried being like carried away um she could i think she always like she lets go in that wave and then the waves always carry her back to the same shore mm -hmm. and there is no way out of it basically so that's a really good way of reading it um which i didn't intend but yeah i guess like everybody have different way of um, understanding poetry and that's what i love about it because you can take out so many different meanings from that um, that I didn't even intend, but I really like it when people come up with those. So, yeah. It's a good thing we have people who uh, have very inquisitive minds in our ed editorial board who come up with these questions. Um, the speaker says that the mind is not a place for the weak. Do you think, or would you say that the speaker regards herself as weak um, not really, because it actually takes courage to be in in such a exploding storm constantly in your head or at least one corner of your um, head. So um, I wouldn't say she considers herself weak, but she's just tired of always trying to survive in that or always trying to fight back the storm. And so she emphasizes here that the place is not for those who are weak um, because she's not, she's surviving that in a way, but it's not a place where a weak person could. And in a way, she's tired of being brave all the time and she wants to let go of that. Um, she, she doesn't want to hold on to that anymore, kind of, because it exhausts her. And yeah, I could say that in a way it's strong, and, um, yeah, she, she's just inter not interested in surviving anymore. She just wants to let go and kind of... Um, she also acknowledges that it's she kind of can't because um, it's just not a place for the weak. You would not um, survive in that if you weren't. But she 
I guess she longs to do that. It is also, she longs to get washed away f- with the waves. Um, I guess she just wants to um, give in, but it's kind of not possible because because it's not a place for the weak. So that's. Does this play into you? You know, you are wanting to write strong female characters. Would you say the speaker in this poem is a strong female character? Well, that's um, I guess that's up to the reader how um, you want to see it. But um, I guess, as I said before, it still takes courage to be in in a constant um, chaos in your head or be in this like haunted place where things bother you in a way, which I mean, we all have to go through. But um, I I have a feeling that she's neglecting that um, and she found a way to sort of, even though she's tired, she found a way to like come in terms with that and be in that, like um, not do anything against it or do fight it or she just found a way to be in in the moment, I guess, and just be still. And um, I think to me that's brave. But of course, maybe some other people could read it as um, she giving up easily or not fighting. But um, I think, yeah, living in that kind of a mindset or, yeah, um, struggling with that, maybe it's it still takes courage to um, face it and 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 be able to go in that part of your um, mind and not like close the doors and stay away from it forever. So I think I, I would consider that as a strong female character, but it's up to the reader again. So. Yeah, you said somebody might uh, interpret it as like weak. I definitely wouldn't interpret it as weak because it seems very strong to me, very brave. Um, I, li- I really like the the rhyme of wonder and thunder. I think that is a very rumbling kind of sound. It's really like, uh, yeah, it's paints the sound of thunder and uh, it's very good imagery i like that oh it's okay now that we've already now that we've already pondered you with so many questions we still have some closing remarks first which charlotte would you like to go first yes i was wondering when you started to write like at what age at what time in your life that's pretty much uh something that i do Till, uh, since the day that I learned how to write um, in elementary school. And I remember I had this group of friends um, who really enjoyed to hear like made-up stories from my side. <laughs> and um, at some point, I remember I would um, write them down and kind of like keep record of them and um, read out to them at some point. And um, they would, I know that they would really enjoy it. And I kind of got into that from that and I just kept on doing it pretty much my whole life now. <laughs> that sounds like a very nice experience. And you started really early, that's cool. And you said that you're from Turkey. So uh, I assume you started writing in Turkish, of course, in elementary school. And do you still remember what was the first thing that you ever wrote? I think it was a horror story. Um, I remember we had this little um, woods in our school, like at the back of our school. And I remember that people would come up with a lot of like creepy stories about like what happened in the woods. Somebody got murdered and all that. And I remember I evaluated on 
what it could have happened and you know and and then of course got to a point where I was talking about um the whole school being I don't know um haunted and I don't remember exactly but I know that it was kind of a creepy horror story about our school so I guess that could be my first one but I'm not really sure anymore starting out with horror stories in elementary school <laughs> that's quite something <laughs> okay it was very nice to have you here thank, thank you. you thank you for having me it was great answering all of the questions and yeah i had a great time all right so this concludes the first pilot episode of our universe podcast hope you liked it this was the pilot episode of the universe podcast if you enjoyed it and would like to hear more of us, make sure to subscribe to the Universe podcast wherever you're listening to it. And while you're at it, we'd be delighted if you could leave us with a review on Apple Podcasts. The reviews there really help people to discover our podcast. This podcast was edited and hosted by Leonhard Engelmeyer. The co-host was Charlotte Zertz. Our guest was Elivna Skabalje. The editorial board for this episode was made up of Livia Regen and Philip Kreuz. It was produced with the friendly assistance of the Department of Communication at the University of Vienna. I hope you visit this planet in the universe again. In the meantime, stay safe in space. Thanks for listening.